Hello. Welcome to the Mystic Order podcast. I'm Mary. I'm going to be the, the narrator of this. Moderator, um, facilitator. Hostess with the mostest. There we go. Of this episode. And this episode is called The Misties. And let's see. Let's see who's here today. This is Mystic Joanne. I am the Defender Mystic, and I've been doing a lot of defensing. Defensing? <laughs> <laughs> do you do defensing with a sword? I do defensing in the South. I defensing. I do more defensing with a, a hammer and nail, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm Marion, the dog whisperer. I've been doing a lot of dog whispering. Awesome. And um, I'm the queen, and I want to introduce our guest today. Oh, wait. She didn't show up. How Oops. mystical. She's there, though. I know she is in spirit. <laughs> Anyway, maybe our guest will show. And she'll tiptoe in and then suddenly mystically be here. And like I said, I'm Mary. I'm the nebulous mystic because I'm so star. I'm, I'm just starshine. So let's see. We usually start off these podcasts with the talking about a week that was mystic. Who's got a mystic week? I have a mystic week. It involves the guest that is uh, not here, and that's my friend Susanna, who's visiting from Raleigh. And the thing I like about Susanna is she's the only person I know that's ever done this, but she truly and actually ran away with the circus and made it uh. a career. And so I've added her to my cabinet of curiosity of interesting friends. Wow. Ran away with the circus. Who else has a mystic week? Well, this doesn't have to do with a mystic week, but I had a neighbor who ran away with the fair. Oh. <laughs> the Chattahoochee Valley Exposition. Oh. <laughs> No, I, I don't know if that is, is, is ranking as high as the Ringling Brothers. It was pretty rank. <laughs> but ha, where did they go? I don't know where From they town went. to little town. I mean, she came back. She uh -huh. didn't run away to be in the fair. She ran away to be with the Ferris wheel man. <gasps> oh. That's a story, <laughs> Morning Glory. <laughs> I wrote a story once about a guy that ran away to the circus after he was an adult and had sent all his children off. He always wanted to be in the circus. Like, so. like water for elephants. Yeah. Here's another Mystic Week. Oh, my Mystic Week actually was there and just as mystically was gone. <laughs> I've been having trouble. <laughs> I have been having trouble getting text messages from the Mystics. I'd group text message and I was there uh, bemoaning my fate with, Mar uh, with Margie earlier, another Mystic, and who is on her way to Tennessee now. Anyway, but, and I said, look at this. I said, here I have Gail's response, and then I have Mary, but I don't have what Mary said before. And as we stood next to each other, and she showed me her trail of text, they appeared on my phone. Oh, that is fabulously mystic. <laughs> fabulously mystic. And that so happens between my iPod and my telephone every night. Well, this, this, I was going to show the mystics. I was so excited to be back in the thread. In the saddle. <laughs> and it's gone again. That is so weird. Well, we, we need Mystic Margie to come back and put her phone next to yours. She does. It was Our phones were talking. I guess my phone is not talking to me. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I, I did have a Mystic Week. Okay. Although it's very ordinary, but I'm, I, you know, I celebrate the ordinary. Um, I found... That's a total lie. I found all <laughs> Columbo episodes on Tubi. And Columbo <laughs> was my favorite <laughs> show back years and years Love and it. years ago. And I started with season one, episode one, 
and I am going nightly through Columbo's. I probably watch two a night. This is going to do wonders for your pro- uh, your crime solving. Oh, it's and also you could marry my husband now. Does he love Columbo? Oh, he loves everything. Gunsmoke, the <laughs> Rifleman, Columbo. Well, well I love Columbo. It's, I, don't, I don't really love the Rifleman and Gunsmoke. What about Bonanza? No. no, no and the Anopi. I used yeah. to be married to the Cartwright brothers, but that was when I was very, very young. <laughs> now, Columbo is a different type of thing. And the, the decor and the fashions are just... Right. Just and Columbo awful. had a wacky eye. Yep, mm-hmm. do. I'm partial to people with wacky eyes. <laughs> I'm partial to people with wacky anything. <laughs> I think we all are. I think the mystics are, yes. Absolutely. So speaking of wacky, for my mystic week, I've just been trying to appreciate being alive in the midst of this insane world. So I was sitting outside having my coffee in my yard, and summer in Alabama is just completely mystical. Everything is so green, and it's all coming alive, and you can't even see the sky when you're in my yard. The canopy is just rich with all these green colors. So I'm looking up at the trees and feeling all at one with them and having my coffee and enjoying the bird song, and my husband comes out, and he actually sits down with me and doesn't say anything, and he stares at the trees, and it's kind of unusual. Joe's usually to be found doing something goofy on his phone or watching Columbo or something. <laughs> so I was thinking, it's so nice to have Joe sitting out here with me this morning staring at the trees and the birds. And he, he looked at me and he goes, you know, sitting out here in the quiet, staring at the trees, listening to birds. And I'm thinking, yeah. And he says, I feel like I'm in an, an insane asylum. <laughs> So that was my mystic week. <laughs> Lord T. Oh, goodness. Do you have any mimosa trees in that yard of yours? Yeah, but I try to pick them all down. Oh, God, I love those things so much, and they're smelling so good right now. They are, and they're spreading their seed. Well, <laughs> I'm like a good Catholic. I carry my I carry my invasives <laughs> down to Jernigan every time I go and sort of slip them into the dirt out there when the Motleys uh. aren't looking. We've got it. We've got the top ten invasives in my yard, but we'll save that for another. Maybe we'll have a top ten invasives. Just a top ten. I dated some. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you could do your top ten bad boyfriends, and yeah, uh-huh. that's a great idea. So what? So what about our Opus Corners? Who's been delving into some works of art or books? I have just finished the unintentional pilgrimage of Harold Fry, which was absolutely wonderful. And I'm sorry. I got to write down the author, but um, but it was just a delightful tale about a man who gets a card out of the blue from a lady he used to work with who knows she's dying. Mm. And so basically it was just her, you know, closing things and saying, you know, I, I just want you to know I valued our friendship. And he goes to write her a letter back and goes to the post office, to well goes to his mailbox to mail it. And decides, now I'm going to make sure it gets to her. I'm going to put it in the post office. Walks to the post office. And then he thinks, I'm just going to keep walking. And he's going to walk from her from this. He lives in the south of England. She is in a hospice in the north of England. And he just starts walking. And what's it called again? The Unintentional Pilgrimage Mm. of Harold Fry. And it's delightful. And the other one, I'll just pop in, 
is I'm finally reading The Rules of Civility. Oh, it's oh, wonderful. Interesting and mystic, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. That's Why a, this is That's mystic. my favorite uh, of all uh, his, uh, books. That's my favorite. Oh, I really? like it better than The Gentleman of Moscow. I am truly enjoying it. Um, I have not quite, um, I piece it out like good chocolate cake. I'm mm -hmm. only reading two chapters an evening so that I can make it last. It's wonderful. And I have, excuse me, an autographed copy because oh. we saw him in Columbus. I have an autograph. Oh, you went with me. I did go with <laughs> you, Gail. And you were right in front of me as we were getting him autographed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is a very interesting man. He's very what I would consider, and I don't say this about many people, a renaissance man. Very, very much so. And, um, and I, that was one of my favorite readings I've ever attended. And draws a mean martini glass. So, of course, he has my heart because I love a mean martini. <laughs> yeah, he worked in finance or something. Maybe yes. some kind of business sector for 20 years before he writing decided, yes. Rules of Civility. Have y'all said his name in this podcast? Amor Toll. Toll. Amor Tolls. Well, y'all heard him read, but I had to watch some interviews today, and I kept hearing it pronounced Amor Maybe it, it is Amor. Amor. Tolls. It could be Amor. I could take Amor of Tolls. But I was going <laughs> to say, but, you know. Well, it's kind of like Amor and then Towels. So some of my friends and I lovingly call him Love Towels. Well, and I would join you because he's easy on the eyes as oh. well. <laughs> what about you, Marion? What you been reading or looking at or well, listening I'm to? I'm reading two books. Both are good. One is called Spillway by a former student of mine, Kim Bradley. And I've oh. read about four of the short stories so far, and I like I've liked every one of them. Plus, I read one online that's not in her collection that I also absolutely love. And I was trying to remember the name of the other book I'm reading. One of my students at Southern New Hampshire mentioned it. It's I think the name of it is Love Letters to the Dead. Oh, I like the name. And Ooh, I think yeah. it actually classifies as young adult. Uh -huh. But Wait, I think I've read it. But I'm, I'm like I have read it. I liked <laughs> it a lot. Yeah, I can't remember the author's <laughs> name, and I, I, I can't never, either. It's been a while, but I she never want to mention a book title if I can't get the. She's given name. an assignment to write. Yeah, a love letter, and she writes it to right, her sister, his the Pearl Jam guy. Well, her sister has just has died recently, yeah. and she's having a heart. She's changed schools, and the English teacher gives this assignment, and she she writes to a lot of. Famous people. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot too. <laughs> That's but cool. How mystical. But <laughs> How my, mystical. Um, my, my work I was going to mention on the way over here, I said, Joanne, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about today. And Save she it for the misties. She, oh, Okay, I can't talk about this now. Okay, we're going to save it for the Misties. Save it for the Misties. What is the Misties? We'll get to that in a minute because I want to share this mystical moment of the book that I just finished that I was going to share about how good it was, and that was A Gentleman in Moscow by Immortals. How mystical. You've come late to that book. I know I'm late to the book, but if there's anybody that hasn't read it yet, it sure is fun. And without mentioning the plot at all, I'll just say that what I thought was so much fun about it was the old-fashioned storytelling the omniscient yes. narrator breaking the fourth wall occasionally and then the delightful mix of characters that come into somebody's life and it's just everything you want a good story to be so i was gonna i say know i'm late next i'm gonna read rules of civility 
And Mary, do not fuss about that because a good novel is never late. Right. That's right. And speaking of late, I did finish the second in um, the my second Proust book. So I'm two out of six. You're very late to Proust, aren't you? I'm yes. very late to <laughs> Proust. I think he's dead. I'm finding it <laughs> laugh out loud funny. And when he made fun of people saying, living their best life, <laughs> I did laugh out loud. I was like, wait, I thought living your best life came from... Target or one of those places that were like <laughs> modern farmhouse. Chip and you know, Joanna Gaines. And love Proust it. is making fun of it back then. <laughs> so I'm in thoroughly enjoying Proust, but I did take a break from Mr. Love Towels. Now let's see. We're moving right along. We've got um, some mystic traveler traveling here. Yes, I went to Montreal, and I want to um, start off by saying that if you're traveling out of the United States, you have to have a COVID test to get back in. I don't care who you are. May I think maybe Air Force One can get back in without a COVID test, but you can't. I don't care where you're going. I found this out the Force night one. before we were supposed to come back. So it was like running around like blue-ass flies trying to get a COVID test, and we did. I don't know what happens if you're positive, but I don't want to know. But while I was there... <coughs> I did. Wait, wait, wait. What's a blue ass fly? You know those flies in your window with the blue ass that buzzes, 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 buzzes around. Oh, it's a yeah. I always fly. think of them as green ass flies. Yeah. Okay. Oh, do you? Yeah. I haven't really looked at their ass okay. to be truthful. They might be green. Huh. <laughs> all right. Well, we've all well, got. If you the guys. The song is blue tailed fly. Oh, there yeah. we go. Okay. I'm sorry yeah, to interrupt, but, but my brain was stuck. Go ahead. On the on the ass fly. Mm -hmm. But um, I just want to say a few favorite things about. Um, Montreal and number one top was I visited Leonard Cohen's grave mm. and, Swoon. and you can go online and there's all these different directions to his grave he actually is right almost inside the gates of the Jewish cemetery on Mount Royal but I had my picture taken there and well, I will I will uh, send it to our editor to put with this podcast and if you oh if you want directions to Leonard Cohen's grave, uh, PM me and I will give you exact directions. I will get you there in moments time. You'll be out of the Uber and onto the grave. And that was not be that was not being sarcastic. You know he wrote Hallelujah, which is one of my oh I know that's what everybody said. And my, well I put it on Facebook and all the comments. Hallelujah, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Suzanne takes me down. <laughs> so long, Marianne, which he wrote for me. Yeah. You know, I saw him oh. in New Orleans. How wonderful. <gasps> it was. The like other thing I did that was mighty interesting is I went to Cirque du Soleil. I've been to a million Cirque <laughs> du Soleils, but they are out of Montreal. That is their. Didn't realize that. Their, I didn't mm, either. Yeah. They're on a pier. They're on St. Jacques Pier. So oh. you have to walk a pier to get to see Cirque du Soleil. I did realize that I'd seen almost all the acts. There were different acrobatics, but. The one I hadn't seen is they roll this human-looking ball onto the stage, and in fact, it is three humans. Oh, wow. And they unwind themselves, and then they do their their uh, very odd act. So, it oh, sounds I like Palabalus. This was, uh, I think it was called Kazoo. I can't remember. I've seen a whole bunch of Cirque du Soleil's. My favorite is uh, La Nuba, which is at Disney World. Oh, well, nice. I just want to say that the nickname I've always had for doing the wild thing has been Cirque du Soleil. So every time, you know, you're talking about it, I've seen all the Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Gail. <laughs> 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 so 
So if you ever come knocking on my door and I say, sorry, I was late. I was in there doing the Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> you know what was going on. And you're actually, too old for all that this, That probably Mary. won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you're way too old you for this. You're going to come hobbling up to a podcast one day. We're going to know you've been doing the Cirque du Soleil. Um, yep. Okay. I so. call direct, on, uh, direct eye contact. <laughs> that's as far as it goes right. sitting on the couch with three dogs between us <laughs> i do want to mention we the missing mystic that we didn't mention is katie and i only mention her um with a sidelong glance to my green jealous heart because she went on a riding retreat that involved riding horses every oh, morning and yeah. i'm so jealous and angry with her because it wasn't me and I know that's a petty emotion and I will get over it and Mary is saying both writing and writing yes. there the two yeah. things combined which, which are two of my you know Mary's was there any things. drinking involved I don't know coffee would be fine if you can get up and write I ride used to go to I used to go to a fox hunt in Pulaski Tennessee and I didn't ride, but I always made it to the breakfast where there were lots of Bloody Marys. So yeah. I was going to say, and uh, you know, my in Alabama, my you fox don't hunting dare. included having drinks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> all of that. You cannot. As long as you don't have ride to hunt your a horse fox. after you're drinking, you can be DUI on a horse. Did you realize that? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. You, you know, can't be DUI walking in Auburn. Well, you can. No, you can't be DUI. You can be publicly well, intoxicated. But if you ride a bicycle, a car, or a horse. The Alabama law says that you can be driving under the influence. Okay. They also say that you can't, uh, when you're doing yoga in the school, that you can't mention any of the names of the movements or say namaste. Mm-hmm. Right. That's an Alabama <laughs> law, which I think is a pretty clever one. How can one not say namaste? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, everybody eats. Let's see. <laughs> Joanne, what do you have (laughs) to tell us about Mystic Bites? Um, I don't go out to eat very often, but my sister Carol did a wonderful favor for me. And so we had uh, dinner at Arisha the other night. Yeah. And it was excellent. That's a restaurant here in Auburn, Alabama, which is where we are What did you eat at Arisha? I ate the (laughs) Pochetta de Arisha which was a slow-roasted pork, and they had Brussels sprouts roasted. It was yummy, yummy, yummy. My husband had the snapper, and it was yummy, 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 because, you know, I can't um, sit next to my husband while he's eating something and without tasting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sister Carol had the ravioli, and it was yummy, yummy, yummy. Nice. Oh. Oh, so it was just very elegant, very... I was just enthralled with more than... Was this people. your birthday? No. I, it was for Carol for um, a favor that she did for me. Nice. Oh, how yeah. nice. Yeah. Well. Speaking of birthdays, my diamond birthday is coming up, fans. And the only thing I'm accepting for my diamond birthday is diamonds. So if you'd like to send me a diamond, <laughs> just let me know and I'll give you the address. <laughs> or, isn't there an alternative? Yeah, nothing. Right. Send diamonds nothing. or nothing. Yeah, I don't want anything nothing. but <coughs> diamonds. Marion, what you been eating and drinking lately? I went on a, after the fiasco at the luncheon that gail had what was the fiasco the bacon no yeah, no you no. should tell us about the fiasco oh what happened m- my water bra sprung oh that's right <laughs> 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 forgot <laughs> sprung not one but two leaks the left <laughs> cup went first <laughs> the cups runneth over 
and I thought I had held the orange juice jug too close to my jug. And what the jug? The, dra- <laughs> the left jug. She just explained. The, um, the left side of my beautiful um, estate sale vintage dress was soaking wet. A lily Pulitzer at that. It was lovely. And so I thought I'd held the orange juice too close, and we were sitting at the table with our guests and the other mystics, and all of a sudden I glanced down, and the right side, <laughs> there was no Brilliant. orange juice. <laughs> what, what exactly is a water bra? <laughs> the uh. cups are filled with water and oil so that they actually feel like the real thing to any stranger bumping up against you on a bus. Or grabbing you. Or grabbing <laughs> you. And they make you look nice in your clothes. Uh-huh. But um, apparently they disintegrate. <laughs> oh, over time. <laughs> when one retires and starts doesn't wear them for five years but keeps them in a drawer. This is one of the things that COVID did to you. What? You know, everybody's saying how COVID changed my life. Well, it ruined your water bra. I guess it did. But, you know, COVID didn't ruin my life at all. Something that preceded COVID made me crazy. COVID did not. But I thought about that a lot last night. It wasn't COVID that made me nuts. But well, did you get, did you get the, the stains out of that lovely dress? Yes, I, there's still one faint line of demarcation, and I could put it back in the sink with more Dawn. <laughs> but wait, what this was leading up to something. What happened to the water bra? I threw it. In the, I threw all the water bras, the black ones, the white ones, the clear straps, the cloth straps, all of them ha- went in the garbage. How many water bras did you have? I probably had five. Gosh, I've never had five bras at a time. I, I'm doing something wrong. Well, I Mary, no this is a right woman now. that's worn her dress for a hundred days in a row. I'm not surprised. You <laughs> probably we're going to get to that. Okay. Don't, don't spoil my thunder. <laughs> the bra that I, mean, I have on now is the only one I have left. Oh, she oh took, she's yeah. got skulls and skulls on her bra. It's cute. It's from a long time ago. Have y'all noticed how often we talk about bras on this podcast, starting with we're women. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Now, Marion, I asked about your food, eating and drinking. I c- okay, I think it came up to Mr. Okay, Bites. well, that day when I realized I have no bra to turn to, <laughs> and therefore I'm going to look like my stomach is too big in most of my clothes, I decided to go on a diet, which I've not stuck to 100%, but I've stuck to 85%. Uh-huh. And it is cottage cheese and avocado, mm. ricotta with walnut and blueberries and a drizzle of honey, and salmon baked in the oven served oh, with arugula and lettuce and and tomato. And Where so do you get arugula this time of I year? I get arugula from my friend, the Langley's, <laughs> except I'm afraid the arugula well has gone dry now. I think there's more down there if it's still living in the refrigerator. You can have all you want. Well, thank you ever so do much. Do you eat the same thing every day on your diet? That's what I had been doing until I ran out of all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, Oops. I, and I have not eaten today, and I'm starving. <laughs> but... um. The, the thing I was going to mention under Mystic Bites, because I was composing this broadcast in the car with Joanne on the way over here, we passed by a house, and she said that was her friend's car, and I said, that's where my friend Carolyn Brown used to live, and it is the first place I ever had bourbon milk punch. Mm. And I must say, bourbon milk punch is probably the best tasting. I love black coffee, but it's one of the best tasting things I've ever had. How do you make bourbon milk punch? I've never even heard Doesn't of Sheila it. Doesn't Sheila make bourbon milk punch? And I got her recipe. But, um, yeah, the first I ever had was Carolyn Brown's. And I used to make it when I was more careful with what I put in my mouth than I am now. I used to make it with um, 
Hmm. Nut milk. <laughs> and with nut so it was milk, nut milk punch. Nut milk and um, bourbon and a simple syrup. You could probably kill a friend or two with nut milk. Was it almond milk? No, I don't do almond. I d- what I do now is oat. We do o- oat. Oat is not a nut. I love nope. oat milk. It's plant milk. But I used to, l- I used to a long time ago, back before we had so many milks available to us, I bought soy milk. Of course, I quit doing that when oat milk and pistachio milk and other milks came out. I don't like almond milk very much, Gail, so you're, you're safe at my oh house. Oh, good, good. But, yeah, that would be my mystic bite, bourbon milk punch. So good. Okay, well, maybe we'll dig up the actual recipe, and maybe someone will put it online. And, Sheila, if you're listening, you can always post it to our Facebook page. Or you page. could make it and bring it to us. Yeah, that's even There's better. There's an option. Ooh, even better. Well, I have uh, two things to say in mystic bites. The first one was I had all the mystics over for a brunch because – my boyfriend Jordan was here and he's a vegetarian and most of the mystics are vegetarians so instead of making one quiche Lorraine which calls for bacon I made two one without bacon one with and this is was um, a lot for me to make two but anyway so I get ready to serve them they're ready and I look at all my vegetarians and I said I've made you quiche Lorraine vegetarian and then I also have one with bacon who wants the one with bacon? Every hand in the room goes up. <laughs> Everything's better yeah. with bacon, Gail. Yes, but <laughs> what vegetarians aren't supposed to eat bacon. I wish Jordan was a strict so vegetarian, so too. So Bob and I, who are meat eaters of the worst kind, had to eat the vegetarian Mm. quiche Lorraine while the mystics ate our bacon quiche Lorraine. And so. I have worried so much about that since that day. <laughs> you have I not. I have. I really have. I thought that was horrible of us. My only excuse, and it's not good enough, is I was in distress over my water bra. (laughs) (laughs) So I ate the bacon. I didn't even know what question I was answering. (laughs) But after I got home and my brain came back into the real world, I thought, we ate up the bacon quiche and left the Langley's to (laughs) eat the vegetarian one. That's horrible. (laughs) We're horrible meat eaters. Our company has had barbecue pork, barbecue chicken, barbecue raccoon barbecue snake the for all our meals are barbecue something and then we just add potato salad and a and a green bean salad i took her to for uh to beyond the walk today and made her promise she wouldn't tell her husband that i made her eat southern barbecue for four straight days oh lord but, <laughs> but i have one other thing i want to say gail, at mystic bites but gail now and i know you ate that and what did you say about the non-bacon quiche? i was just trying to make y'all feel better Oh, never mind. She s- well, she lied and said it was better than the bacon quiche. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you could have brought it to me. I hadn't had bacon in five years. Well, obviously they hadn't either. You get a Misty. I get a Misty. You Good for you. absolutely get a Misty. Well, my second Mystic bite, and I know I'm only supposed to have one, but I have to tell this. When I was in Montreal, I had dinner on the 44th floor of Villa Marie, which was a very strange mm. high-rise. It was overlooking the St. Lawrence Seaway in most of Montreal. It was beautiful. And I ordered a shepherd's pie, and I've never seen anything like it. It was like baked, you know, like they use at the Waffle House, that little circle they put your... It was baked in one of those, and it had high-grade some kind of beef in it and a lovely potato combination. And then they had put together creamed... They had whisked corn and real cream and poured it over it. 
So it was unidentifiable. In fact, when they served it, I wanted to say, "This is not what is I this shepherd pie?" But <laughs> right. I thought I didn't want them to know I was a Yahoo, <laughs> so I didn't. But anyway, I I never take pictures of my food and put them online ever. But I did, and I I ask all my fans could they identify this dish? Well, you know, Bartholomew Robert Smith, who's our big fan. Yay! Shout out Bartholomew. She won. Woo! She knew. She immediately said it's shepherd's pie. And I just couldn't believe it, you know. And I said, have you been to this restaurant? And she says, only online to look at the menu today. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love a cheater? I just love a cheater. That's not cheating. That's being resourceful. I know it. I thought it was wonderful. (laughs) I love I would have done that. So I'm going to shout out with my mystic bite to our our fan. We have two fans, really. But uh, I think Bartholomew was our first fan. But Lovely. It was absolutely delicious. I think we have some closet fans out there. Yeah, Y'all know so. who you are. I actually have a Mystic Bite. Oh, that is amazing. It is amazing. Is it the yeah. ice cream I brought to your house? In a way, yes. <laughs> so I had the Mystics over for dinner, and um, I, don't, I don't enjoy cooking, and so we just had sandwiches. But I just want to remind you that summertime is a great time to just whip up little cucumber sandwiches and pimento cheese sandwiches with a wickles pickle and for your meat-eating friends a little chicken salad with a little bit of lettuce i mean it was a perfect dinner and marion brought some cheese and crackers and margie brought her delicious garden salad and gail brought this ginger mango ice cream concoction with lemon 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 mango mango with with white chocolate chips oh Oh my gosh and ginger thin 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 ginger snaps or ginger wafers it. from Trader Joe's. And oh. and um, it was the best dinner because none of us felt sick, or we wouldn't have if we hadn't eaten so much dessert. <laughs> but it's such a good summer dish. And I was trying to be cute like they are at the Hound and put my um, water in a wine bottle. <laughs> and Margie kept pouring herself another glass of white wine. And then she goes, oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. It's water, it's water. <laughs> <laughs> so don't trick your friends. <laughs> Why oh did you glance at me when you said my my friends that eat meat? Because obviously I'm the vegetarian in the bunch. Yeah, but you like your meat. You you serve it to all your friends. You said. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm. And now that I know they eat it, I'm not going to be making any more mushroom pies for you girls. <laughs> Well, we have the opposite problem in my house because Joe and I eat so little meat, and then our uh, TP friend, TP Joe, is such a carnivore, and he's like, why do I live in this house with these damn vegetarians? And so we have to call friends and say, are you feeling carnivorous? Come (laughs) eat this animal that Joe's cooking on the grill. Mm. So mystery animals. All right, this brings us to our topic. And if we would play music for you, but um, we'll get kicked off of YouTube if we do. So only we can play eight Ooh. seconds of it. So does anybody know the Academy Award music? Oh. Offhand, does it go like this? Do no, that's <laughs> our music. That's <laughs> our music. Uh, that's I think it's uh, how about pomp and circumstance? Da, 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 well, anyway, da. with all this award hoopla going on and people jumping up and down and punching each other on these award shows and everybody get making this big deal, we thought we would have our own award show. Yes. Please don't slap me when I do mine. I promise not to punch, <laughs> if slap. You promise not to make fun of her husband. I think she'll do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> all's fair. So we're just we just 
we're going to give out Misty's today. And I know that everybody is just at, at the edge of your seat wondering who's getting the Misty's. And, and what is And why are they getting Misty's? And so Misty's are just like the mystics. and They're nebulous. Whatever we feel like awarding an award to, we're going to do that. There that are like no play, categories. Is it like play Misty for me? It's it like yeah. an Oscar. It could, oh, it's, it's an Oscar. It's, an it's Oscar. our Oscar. It's our Oscar. The okay. Misty's. Our version or of an Oscar. Or an Emmy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or a Grammy. Or a Grammy. That's what I was thinking of, the Emmys and the Grammys and the Misty's. Yep. So, let's see. We just thought we'd just go around and share some things that we've encountered in our lives that we think deserve a Misty. Mm. Let's start with Joanne. Who are you awarding? Well, uh, you know, we are the mystic order of East Alabama fiction writers, but there have been other mystics before us. Really? Yes, like Sufis? Just, just a few. <laughs> um, St. Francis of Assisi, St. Clair. Oh, now the Catholics coming I know. Out. Well, the ca- uh, y- give me a Baptist mystic. Give me <laughs> one, and I will tell you about her or him, okay? So, <laughs> Marion, surely you know a Baptist mystic. Now we're about to come to blows <laughs> over the Baptist mystic. Carry on, Joanne. That's right. Or a Methodist mystic, for that matter. I don't think I even know a Baptist. <laughs> Much less a mystic, then. All my Baptists Or a quit. universalist <laughs> mystic. But one of my favorites, and St. Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross, actually, are my two favorites because they're from Spain, and I, I just enjoy everything Spanish. But one of the ones that I got reading about, and I thought she could be a mystic order of East Alabama fiction writers, Ooh. it is Hildegard of von Bingen. Of and course. Sh- and she was in the uh, 1000s. She lived from 1098 to 1179. But this wonderful woman, she was an abbess of a, I think, a cloister even. But she believed in very modern things, and one of them was, well, she played a musical instrument. She exercised regularly. Oh. Yes. And she loved reading. She loved studying. She loved taking warm baths. I'm mm. thinking, we like this woman. Did you say exorcised or exercised? <laughs> exercised, <laughs> like lifting weights, you know, oh, running. Tai Chi. Except she was <laughs> lifting statues out of Lifting the statues. <laughs> I thought you said exercised, and then it was followed by a warm bath. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get rid of these demons. And lifting fonts. Getting, de- getting rid of demons is sweaty job. Uh, uh, but one of the wonderful things that I that she did was she wrote a book called Healing Plants, and Marion would love this mm. because she put all plants into a hot category, a warm category, or a cold category. And so depending on how you were feeling, she would tell you what plants that you should eat. And basically, isn't that what we do today? I mean, Marion was just talking about how you know, much better she feels if she does not That's partake of. Chinese medicine. Exactly. Right. It is well, Chinese medicine. And right. so she was somewhat of a Renaissance woman even before the Renaissance. And it, this is St. Hildegard? This is St. Hildegard von Bingen. She was von from Bingen. Swedish, I believe. Yes. So I think we have uh, our own patron saint. Oh, yeah. I think she could this be is awesome. very much. I want our patron saint to be Baptist. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you go digging. <laughs> Anybody out there? You can nominate a Baptist mystic saint Give me for one. Us. Give me one. I'll be glad. <laughs> All right. So our first misty today goes to Hildegard. Hildegard von Bingen for being a mystic in the 1000s. Dang. All right. 
Marion, do you have a Misty to award today? Well, that was Gail, fabulous, Gail's Joanne. already mentioned Bartholomew, one of our Misty. I think she should receive a Misty for being such a loyal fan. But Absolutely. I want to also mention Dean Bonner. Yeah, He's probably our very first fan. And um, he... Listens to our podcast. He listens to our podcast. He, I get. Um, he thinks we're funny. He thinks we're. F I, I get messages from him. I've gotten two, at least two, this week. The first one was, um, next time there's a big rain, let me know, and I'm going to bring my new metal detector to your yard, and we're going to find something in your uh. yard. And then today I got one that had a woman dressed all in black. Well, her her dress was slit up the side, and she had on black fishnet hose, and. And she, she, the advertisement was for such and such an amount of money. I'll show up at your funeral and not tell anybody how we knew each other. I love so it. Have some <laughs> and he said, "This is what I want you to do for me if I die before you do." Nice. So he's it's he kind of a Harold and Maude thing. Yeah, I oh, guess so. Right. And so he's also a writer, and he Dean's an excellent writer and has a wonderful voice for mm -hmm. he for speaking. He he reads well. He reads his work well, which. All good writers don't, but but and Dean his does. Book is, I talk, I, I talk slower than I think. Well, yeah, did I say yep. it right? And he's also integral to the kind of the art scene going on in Camp Hill. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yep. Is there an yeah. art scene in Camp Hill? Yeah, thriving. Uh, well, well, he got those monks. Helped get those Tibetan Oh, yeah, monks. that's right. That's pretty artistic. I went to see those monks. And, and he's renovating buildings up there. Yeah. Saving yeah. buildings in Camp Hill. That's nice. So our second Misty is to Dean Bonner. Congratulations. Yay, Dean Yay. Bonner. Do, 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 do. All right. Thank you, Mary. Well, my Misty goes to the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, because after the mass shooting at Christ Church where 51 Muslims were killed in their mosque. Mm -hmm. She immediately, um, immediately s passed laws and collected and bought back all the, the assault weapons, uh, rifles in New Zealand. Awesome. And yes. And why that doesn't seem to be, I mean, I, I think praying's good if you're a prayer. And uh, sympathy is good if you're a sympathizer, but it seems to me that the best way to stop mass murders is to take the mass murder machine away. Seems that yes. way to me, too. You left so off thoughts and thinkers. Thought, oh, yes. thoughts, thoughts and prayers, people, they might pray. I have no idea. I'm not going to pass judgment on that, but they certainly don't think. She, <laughs> al she also shut down the content on social media that causes people to get riled up enough to use an assault weapon. So she's been doing the tours of the late night shows, which we take because we go to bed at eight. <laughs> and she's an amazing woman. So my Misty goes to Jacinda Arden. Yay! Yay. Congratulations, Yay. Jacinda. Thanks, Gail. Dean, you're fun. in good company here. I know. We've got a saint. We've got <laughs> Dean. We've got the Prime Minister, and now my Misty is going to a cephalopod. So you are all in really good company, and it's not just any cephalopod. My Misty is going to the Australian cuttlefish, and it's in the category of the most interesting sex life. So Ooh. back to the Cirque du Soleil we go. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. Cuttlefish, as you know, they are so incredible. They can, they're incredible um, with their camouflage and their color changing like octopuses. They're just amazing. The Australian cuttlefish, though, have a particular way of, of doing 
doing their wild thing. So they get together once a year, and the females and males are different. The males are larger, and the big arms, they have these two particularly big arms, the males do, that flow out like mustaches. They're very funny looking in that way. They have these oversized arms as well as their other arms that drag along behind. And, and they're different colors. So the males are clearly different colors than the females. And when it's time to breed, the f they do it one day a year. The females get one day. Is this in the Sargasso Sea? It's out um, in Australia, and I can't point, I, I can't point to where. Um, but no, it's not out in the Sargasso Sea where the sea turtles are hiding out. So anyway, they, the males are all trying to, you know, be the one to share their sperm with the females. And I'm not going to say that, that they inseminate them because that's not exactly what happens. What happens is this. The males bump up onto the females. They bump heads really hard. And then the males shove packets of sperm into the females' mouths or into the sides of their bodies. The females collect the sperm and hold on to it. Now, the females can remember which males gave them which packets of sperm. The females will then go lay their eggs and select the sperm to fertilize the eggs. It's external fertilization, but it is selected by the females. You go, girl. So I'm already just so enchanted with the this you know, start to say, like, I can hardly stand it. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Some of the males aren't as big and tough as the others. And, of course, the big, tough guys are, like, guarding their females, and they do these things like try to shove water down into the females' mouths to wash out the other guy's sperm so that only their sperm, you know, I mean, they're just total jocks. Well, what if you're not a big male? Here's what they do. The little males? They buy flowers. No, it's better. <laughs> they tuck their long tentacles, those big long ones, they tuck them up underneath so that they don't look like they have them, and they change colors. <laughs> they cross-dress, <laughs> and they look like females. And in that way, the males let them get close, you know, into the little female pod, so they sneak up, they stealth sneak up, and then bang heads with the little females and give them their sperm packets. Okay, so I'm thinking this is this is off the charts, <laughs> but wait. It sounds like a fraternity party at the university. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> you know, usually in nature, the big horns get the babes or the showy tails. Guess big which... Big bank account. <laughs> well, yeah. So guess which sperm is more often selected by the females? The sneaky one. The cross-dressing sneaky sperm the oh. crafty sperm additionally the females don't really like the mating ritual can you imagine and they reject about 70 percent of the typical males but they only reject about 30 percent of the cross-dressing males may i say wow. that human females could learn a lot from this <laughs> so could human males well <laughs> yeah my <laughs> question is who interviewed the female cuttlefish to find out what she liked and what she didn't like well they didn't actually interview her they just very carefully select uh, i mean examine the behavior and so how do you know they don't like this well it doesn't we don't the word like is a human word that i put onto it they they select they select the other sperm more often they prefer and so to prefer it yeah yes. they give they they select it more they consistently do it so like is a well probably the s the sneaky one spends more time with her 
I don't know. The ritual looks pretty much the same. <laughs> and I'm going to give a, um, a, a Mick Misty to my friend Brian Ward, who's one of our stealth fans. And he's <laughs> kind of part of your family. Yes, he is. And he turned me on to a, po- a podcast called Ologies, where I learned about that. And um, in the narrator of that podcast is named Allie Ward. Don't y'all have an Allie Ward in your family? But it's not, mm-hmm. it's we not have your... We Allie, but not an Allie oh, Ward. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, Misty, my first Misty goes to... The Australian cephalopod, uh, Australian cuttlefish, for an outstanding lesson in sex. Well, and this is brought to you by our nebulous mystic, who knows all of these wonderful scientific facts. This <laughs> make my world go round. <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> so, let's say we've got time for another round of misties. I well, <coughs> I couldn't resist. I want to give a misty to the best mystic road trip ever. Oh, good. <laughs> And it wasn't the ones y'all probably think of. The Mystics have gone on several, several road trips. We have been to um, Mississippi. We have been to North Alabama, South Alabama, and every bit of Alabama in between. And, one and four streets away, don't forget that. And four streets away. But one of the more interesting um, and chuckle-provoking <laughs> Is trips. to go to Columbus, Georgia? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Misties know that this is the best road trip ever. Well, we were late. By, we were late by how long? Just I, an I hour. I forgot all about it. Tell us about it, Joanne. And um, we were going. Mary, Mystic Mary, was driving, and Gail was her co-pilot and had the GPS, thank goodness. And you had the map. I did not have the map. Someone I was in, in the, the back, back seat. seat. Somebody in the back seat had the map. no. I don't think we had a map. We did not have a map is the problem. So we're riding along, and if anybody knows the the geography of this area, we were heading down I-85, and I'm thinking we're going to Flannery O'Connor's house. So (laughs) when we pass by (laughs) Valley, Alabama, it doesn't strike me as anything (laughs) odd (laughs) when actually we were trying to get to Columbus, Georgia, and should have been going down 280. Wow, Carson McCullough's house. Carson Carson McCullough's Mm. house. And our um, our mystic elegant, elegant, elegant mystic Judy very quietly says, "Well, I've never been to Columbus, Georgia, <laughs> this way before." <laughs> <laughs> Marion wasn't with us. No, sh- I was she already was there, there wondering what in the yeah. world she was. Yeah, she was there waiting on us and doing her her tap dance and her song routine, waiting on these mystics that were showing up. We, and by the way, we were going for a reading, and we were the stars of the we show. We were the only but readers. Now, and there yes. was food prepared. Beautiful. Oh, yes. wonderful, beautiful, yes. wonderful You We ought to give a misty to the cook. Now, Joanne, Absolutely. as I remember, that's not where it ended. No, it continues. So what happened next? So what had happened was... <laughs> Gail has her GPS, and we don't. We do not backtrack. I am sorry. We are not <laughs> going to turn around and go well exactly. Y- you the way can't we on can. the interstate anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could have done a little loop-de-loop. So we get off at the next exit, which is Valley, and we go cross country um, through many little towns and many little um, where they places. produce cocaine. And well, meth. No, 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 no. It was the meth that it we were worried meth. about. Cocaine. Cocaine users are pretty sophisticated and <laughs> laid back. <laughs> but as we well, went... Well, meth users <laughs> are killers? <laughs> well, 
Matthews, they might have run into one. Matthews will kill you. <laughs> and blow up your trailer, and too. And blow up your trailer, too. <laughs> As we were going down, and we kept getting off of these roads, and it was turn here, turn there, and all of a sudden we're on a dirt road, and there were people, it's kind of like, you know, deliverance. There were people out on the front porch. <laughs> Everyone's coming out you, to see you, a car drive. Did you hop out of the car and get directions? No. no. <laughs> Mary was going to say, let me just stop here and ask directions. But I could smell ammonia. And I was going, Mary, just keep driving. Just keep driving. <laughs> actually, Joanne, as I remember it, we couldn't keep driving. We actually ran, ran into somebody's house. Road. And did. then it was like the GPS was like, you've arrived. And we were like, just put the car in reverse <laughs> and back up. Slowly out. And we eventually yep. uh-huh. got there. And your GPS had some hilarious setting. And it wasn't the scenic view, but it was a synonym it was like for the scenic view see man country first yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it was very it's embarrassing that when we same got gps there. has taken me places i don't even know about i was in toronto and it we had the gps and we ended up in some canadian's backyard there mm-hmm. you go. we actually went down their driveway and they're standing <laughs> So you have a special, you have like a getting to know your neighbor GPS, that where it doesn't actually it. take you where you're going. <laughs> it just takes you to some b- random person's house. Well, that that's is good. it. So, a so road the mi- trip. who is the Misty going to the road trip? The best Mystic road trip ever. ever. There okay. you go. So like now we've got a, got a, a Misty road trip added to our Misties. Awesome. That's that was a fun memory, Joanne. <laughs> Marion, you got another Misty. Well, on the road trip over here, after Joanne picked me up, she brought up the topic of tattoos. Oh, good. And I said, you know, my favorite Flannery O'Connor story is Parker's Back. Have you ever read that? It has to do with tattoos. And she said, there's you another Misty. Ah. So I'm going to give a Misty to Flannery O'Connor's short story, Parker's Back. I I don't even know it. Can you give us a little bit of reason? Why does it deserve a Misty? Well... All of Flannery, has, uh, all of her work deserves a misty, but because Joanne brought up tattoos, in this story, there's a man who has turned down every woman who's ever been attracted to him, and then he meets a holiness woman mm. that doesn't believe, you know, she's a strict, 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 joyless woman, and she doesn't approve of his tattoos. And so he decides he's going to get a tattoo that she will approve of. Because for some reason, the more she pushes him away, the more he is the moth drawn to the flame. That's always true. A flame she is definitely not. That is always true. Reject them and they're in love with you. Yeah. But um, anyway, I'm not going to give away the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to think I might have read it now that you... Yeah. And to, yeah. to add to, because our Marion is is a teacher, and she has taught many, 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 many stories, but this one she had mentioned to me that this was one that she really enjoyed, and so that's yeah. why I suggested it be a Misty. So we've got a short story in our Misties now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. got now a short story in Columbo, and I think American Masters did. We watched. We recently watched recently. a really good yeah. Flannery O'Connor documentary. I think it was American Masters. I think it was PBS anyway. Yeah, because yeah. I watched PBS. it too. It, it was, was very good. Wasn't so it? much footage. I'd, I'm such a nerd. I love these documentary films that they're putting out now. That especially when they're an hour long, <laughs> you mm-hmm. can watch the thing. But the footage that's been salvaged, I guess, you know, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Misty time from Gail. Gail All presents right. another Misty. I'm giving a little background on this Misty. Okay. Misty Katie, who is obviously not here, and I went on a trip to Tucson, and we stayed in an Airbnb, and it was owned by this amazing couple. And the last night we were there, they invited us to their beautiful adobe home for gin and tonics. And the wife, who'd been a movie star, and the, the husband, who'd been even more interesting than that, but I don't think I can talk about what he did for a living. Damn. Cause it's they'd have to kill you. you. They'd have to kill me. But anyway, she sat down at the piano and played this beautiful piece of music. And it was like this wonderful night with interesting people and then this beautiful music. And when I got home, I, I wrote them a note. I know nothing about music, nothing. I wrote them a note and asked them what was the name of this piece of music, and I never heard from them. I am, I think I've mentioned that I'm learning to bang the keyboard. Now, and, Gail. And I'm now, in, Gail. I'm into my sixth month of playing the keyboard, and I started listening to some classical music on YouTube, thinking I might find that music, and I did. It's <laughs> the most popular of all of Beethoven's music, and one reason is, and I, it, it's taken me probably a month to learn it. It's, it says the reason this is so popular is because just anybody can play it. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, what is the piece? Well, that's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. The per piece is Fur Elisa, which yeah. everybody Fur calls Fur Elise. Yeah. I started thinking about how every single person, oh, and people were, I was telling someone in the pool about it. She said, oh, my grandchildren play that. Right. <laughs> anyway, oh. I thought, I'm going to look this up. And as it turns out, the piece Beethoven wrote for someone he was madly in love with, mm -hmm. and her name was Thorisa, not Elise. Mm. And he but was first Elise. <laughs> he, was so he was smitten with her, Thorisa Malfatti. So he was going to write this piece for her and play it at a party and then propose marriage. And he gets there, and they've got really strong drink, and he gets drunk out of his mind. And not only can he not play the piano, he can't remember to to ask her to marry him. Oh, dear. But he did give her the piece. He called it Bagatelli. Uh -huh. I'm probably pronouncing that Bagatelle. wrong. When she died, they found the original piece, and it, his drunken script, they thought it said, Fur, Fur, Elisa. Mm -hmm. But it's really... Teresa, <laughs> so it's been <laughs> misnamed. I'm glad to have the backstory. Yeah, yeah I, I never backstory. knew the backstory. I certainly, I think I can play the piece. But can uh, you? Well, I can too. I can too. And I think it's so beautiful. And I was like so proud of myself till my swimming companion said all of her grandchildren played it. That doesn't make it any less beautiful. It is beautiful. It is a beautiful piece. And so I'm giving my misty to Beethoven. Oh, awesome. Yes, excellent. Go Beethoven. You deserve a misty. Thanks, Gail. I, n I never knew that backstory, and I'm glad you told us, because now we know. I think we have room for one more kind of quick round of Misty's. Everybody ready to do like a lightning round? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give a lightning round to the island of Mauritius, uh, where they have no official language, no race rights, police don't carry guns, employment is 100%, and literacy is 98%. They are a pluralistic nation of many cultures, I'm not going to bore you with the history of it, but they are intentionally pluralistic, not just diverse, which means you have a lot of people, but pluralistic, which means you work with all of the different types of people to mm -hmm. become something greater than the sum of your parts. So as a global example of cultural 
integration and plurality. (laughs) Speaking of literacy, I'm giving a misty to the island of Mauritius, which is off the coast of Africa. Yes. Well, it was my understanding in the car Yes. That you were going to give a Misty to Quipper. Oh, yeah. I was going to give Misty so to So y'all planned your, your podcast today coming here in the car? She had hers all written out. I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be here today, oh, but Chris we were going to give. Yes, we were going to give a... Is Quipper okay? It, Quipper is fine. She's she's had her moments, but she's 15 years old. and I used to like own 90 Quipper. 98 years old, and in yes. In his first life, in Quipper's first, first life, he was Euripides, and I owned him. And that's why I was going to give a Misty well, to was the a best pet ever, Aww. but I knew that there would be a lot of controversy. Now we might come to blows. Right. Yeah. Yes. Then I was going to chime in and, and give a Misty to every dog everywhere, always and forever, because Absolutely. I think they're the best of the entire creation. I will second your Misty. Well. So. All right. Do you have a lightning round, Misty? I, I have three quick ones. I'm giving a Misty to the Auburn Drake School crossing guard because she's got the Mr. Penny in her and she throws kisses and she makes everybody's dreary Monday morning happy, including ours. Bob came home and got her a loaf of bread and took it back to her. I love it. Thank you. And I know who you're talking about, so thank you. And the second, oh, and her name is Kaisha. Okay. And the second one is I'm giving a Misty to everyone that lessens their carbon footprint by not having their cup of coffee that involves heating a piece of plastic in a pot. So you talking about Keurigs? Yeah, a lot of, all of them. How about my carbon footprint that I, I um, squished this morning by riding my bike t- instead of my car? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean all of them? I, I just use the Mr. Coffee. I just have a filter. No, all the ones that use plastic. Oh, it's yeah. It's not okay. just Keurig. Keurig is the brand, but you have but now they're French yeah, presses. You have those new ones that are the pour-overs. You can have wonderful coffee without yeah, you destroying don't have to have the stick earth. A little pod. You can get now. Some of those do have a re- removable and yeah. a reusable When I traveled, pod. I always took a reu- re- reusable one with me everywhere because so many hotels had those and I wasn't going to waste one of those on my morning coffee. Right. So I have a, a, ca- a carry-on reusable pod. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes. But okay. anyway, so I'm giving a, a quick misty to those who are lessening their carbon footprint. And last of all, I'm giving a big misty to Marcus Flowers. Do you know who that is? No. It's the Democrat that's running against Marjorie Taylor Greene. Woo! <laughs> and he's <laughs> handsome. He's well-spoken. And he's not crazy. <laughs> well, this brings us to the close of our podcast. So we like to say, to share any kind of mystic moments anybody has had this week. Who's had a mystic moment they'd like to share? I do. Go ahead. Let's hear. Someone gave me some turmeric tubers, and I planted ah. them about a year and a couple of months ago. And I was walking by that pot, I think it was like last Sunday, and I thought, I give up. I am going to dump this whole thing in the compost bin and give it some soil today. But I didn't get around to it. The next day I walked out and two turmeric tubers were growing. <laughs> it heard me. It heard you. It heard me. That's, That's pretty, pretty mystic. Good. Sometimes they bloom and they are absolutely stunning when they do. Yeah, well, beautiful. I, I, I really planted more than two, but two only two of them heard me. It was so funny. <laughs> the very next day I went to get the pot and there so they were. Oh, shoot. We better show ourselves. <laughs> we're in the compost. I didn't really have a mystic moment, but sitting last night, um, I went downtown, downtown Auburn, and they're having their second season of summer, uh, I don't know, I don't even know what it's called, summer music. From St. Dunstan's. And they did this at St. Dunstan's Church, and it's public, and you could just bring a chair and a cooler and a dog or a friend, and 
or and a friend and just sit and listen to music and last night it was my daughter Emma's music studio the Mockingbird studio and her little munchkins and not all munchkins some of them are big and tall and beautiful musicians now they played and it was so absolutely transcendently nice to sit in a community that has really embraced this summer series there are a lot of people there and just to sit back and listen to the music and see the little kids kind of enjoying getting up and doing a little dancing and then seeing every age group and multiple demographics and types of people just out there enjoying a public space and enjoying free music and I just loved it so if you guys are around Auburn Alabama this summer this series goes on Thursday nights at 5 30 and everybody is invited and it's really fun 5 30 5.30 on Thursdays. Also on Thursdays is the Auburn Farmer's Market at the university. Mm-hmm. Ah, there you go. So you got a busy Thursday. Um, Miriam, do you have a mystic moment? Well, no, I've already mentioned that my mimosa tree started yes. blooming, but that was mm. sort of when, when I, I, I smelled it before I saw it. I had just commented to John David a few days before, I hope our mimosas aren't dead. Hmm. And I walked out the other night with the dogs and I smelled mimosa. Mm. And sure enough, the next morning... I yeah. saw all the pink blooms. Mine are wildly blooming over the creek. Well, I have to be so bold as to say that I'm going to give a misty to my best mystic moment ever. Oh, good. Tuesday, we finally had some rain, and those of you who are gardeners were glad to see it. Um, and Jimmy said, look. And we looked out our back window, which is just all woods, and there under the trees, under the trees, about 60 feet wide, 20 feet high, was a rainbow. Wow. And I oh, I see the picture. It, it is under the trees. How um, fantastic. I have never seen a rainbow out of the sky. And she's but showing yeah. us a picture, and it's but amazing. Down in there your yard. It was, and the full bow, you couldn't see it when it disappeared up into the trees, but, it came but back you down? could see it where it came back down. I was wish that I was sitting nice. looking at this. Oh, you should have called me. It Call was me. absolutely gorgeous. That is fantastic. Well, by the time I would have called somebody and come just that quickly, it disappeared. It would be gone because rainbows are missing. Your yard looks gorgeous too. Thank you. Well, that's mostly back back in there, back in there. But yes, I was just. Well, let's see. What's the word I want to say without getting it bumfuzzled? Yeah. Yeah. Be it. careful <laughs> with that word. Yeah. That's right. So, <laughs> listeners, if you guys have any misties that you would like to award, just you know, put them in the comments on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel sure um and uh, we'd love to hear what misty's you would be awarding and guys i think it's a wrap and so without further ado we will say be Be the the flame flame, not not the the moth. moth